0: Hello, my name is Ayana Mejabe, and welcome to The Artist Pivot, a weekly conversation with artists about their current pivot, past pivots, and every pivot in between. On this episode, I am joined by James Roberts IV. He is an actor, singer, and content creator. He's appeared to critical acclaim in numerous regional and national touring productions, and currently co-hosts Take the Stairs, a podcast offering real talk about life and entertainment. We discussed his plan of getting a yoga certification to downtime-proof himself in between contracts and getting over the fear of writing down your creative ideas and sharing them with the world. Here's our conversation. Hey, James. How you doing? Hey, Anna. I'm good. Good. Good, good, uh-huh. good. What you been up to in this quarantine? Oh,
1: Lord. What haven't I been up to? <laughs> you know, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it started off... I kind of needed, I was a little burnt out of my grind. And so I honestly welcomed the break for the first few weeks. I was, I was very much writing things. I was like going to write my one person show that of course was going to be put up over the summer. Cause everything would be back by then. Right. Of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, <laughs> that was the first few weeks. And um, then I had the period where she's like, oh, this is going on a lot longer. And then I just, you know, barely showered and watched How to Get Away with Murder um, for weeks at a time. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, that's my show.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) I got into that. And then came the period where I started, you know, being a bit more proactive and like getting online with my teaching yoga and starting to actually just start creating content again. and. Yeah, that's kind of what, what it's been.
0: I remember you, like, seeing you at auditions and talking to you. You actually decided to do yoga long before the pandemic hit. Like, oh, yeah. That was kind oh, of, yeah. I guess, in essence, another pivot or adaptation of yours uh-huh. to be like, you know, I love this as well. What's the, what's the story behind that, that pivot?
1: With that, yoga had been a part of my movement and dance training since college. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I enjoyed doing. Um but once I got to New York and started actually taking specifically dedicated yoga classes, it became something that really kind of centered me and it got my mind in a space to kind of go out and deal with all of the everything you deal with as a performer who's mm-hmm. mainly auditioning for other people's work in the city. Mm-hmm. Um and dealing with all of that mentally and it kind of get kept my mind in a state to do that and as years went along and i had was coming back from gigs and having to start over every single time with um getting somebody's day job working Mm -hmm. retail or whatever i was doing at the time i realized that i kind of wanted to um almost downtime proof myself as i think what i called it Mm -hmm. um years and years ago and i just like Flat out said, the next time I get a big chunk of money, I'm getting this yoga certification, come hell or high water, this is what's happening. Right. And that's what it did. That was four years ago. So I've been teaching ever since. Um, and it's it's been what's, you know, kept the lights on <laughs> right. for the most part right. since mm. then. Yeah.
0: You took the step towards self-preservation, I think. In the terms of like, yeah, you come back from a contract and then you're like, okay, well, now it's survival job time Mm -hmm. because I don't know when I'm leaving for my next contract. And a lot of people, though, you know, you come back to the city, you audition, you're like, oh, I'm leaving again. So you're only, you know, at that said job for maybe a couple of weeks or what have you. But it is that, okay, well, contract ended. So now what do I do? You know? And so you were like, oh, well, I'm going to do yoga. So
1: (laughs) Yeah. And because it it was, it was something that was flexible in that I could always pick my schedule. Mm -hmm. I could always kind of decide my workload Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I needed that because of the way auditions work. And then once again, that was primarily the focus for most of my time here. I had to kind of build my life around the auditions that I needed to get to. And I didn't have restaurant experience. That wasn't my 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 thing, how I made money. And, you know, up here, if you don't have experience, no one's going to hire you for a restaurant gig. And, you know, I I guess I could have lied and like weaseled my way in. But I didn't really want to do that. And Mm -hmm. there was other things I felt my skills would be better used doing.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's it as well, like your skills, using your mm-hmm. skills yes, to go, okay, how can I make some money while I'm auditioning, while Absolutely. I'm pursuing this? Bringing up skills, that reminds me of, in this quarantine, speaking to people, all of the skills that we now have acquired that oh we didn't goodness. think we would acquire. Good Lord. Like We,
1: <laughs> we are walking production teams.
0: Hello and good morning. Okay. (laughs) Let me get everybody's check.
1: Everybody's. Lighting, I got you. Sound, I got you. Sound, (laughs) I (laughs) got you.
0: Wardrobe and makeup, I got you.
1: Everything.
0: Writing it, I -hmm. got that too.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: What? Like, I never thought that. Never. Ever. And that's why they say never say never. Mm -hmm. I understand that. And yes, I'm in the business, but there are skills that I'm like, I'm out here editing things on yes. and removing sounds and adding sounds and the gain and the this and the, the what? I never knew I was going to know this stuff at all. James, you're right. We're a whole production company <laughs> right now. I'm taking everybody's check.
1: Everybody's.
0: Oh, I love it. It's I like, love what it. Are we, so what,
1: are we, what are we auditioning for? What are these other people for?
0: Right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. So, what? what would you say are some of the skills that you learned over this time? <gasps> god
1: okay i have learned photography Mm -hmm. a whole lot about songwriting and recording and mixing and editing Mm -hmm. um (laughs) video editing as well a little bit of that um those have been the main ones oh and i've and i've like started to get a little bit more technical about my guitar stuff as well i should i should definitely be practicing more but like doing a bit more technical deep dive into like oh i should actually learn how to play certain scales and things rather than just be just chords all the time Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. i should
1: i should i should maybe try
0: Well, I must say, even before this, like with all the skills you're learning, mm-hmm. you were kind of using them before, weren't you? Like you actually, okay, so yoga was one of your first pivots. Yes. You said about four years ago, but you yes. had another one. Yes, that it I did. That I want you to talk about.
1: Absolutely. I did um, start a podcast vlog. It started as a vlog. It's morphed into podcast with still, you know, you can still watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. But it's called Take the Stairs, a real talk about life in show business, mm-hmm. um, available on all the podcast platforms and YouTube and all of those things. But that started, Take the Stairs was initially, if we if were really going to go back, mm-hmm. Take the Stairs was initially a web series um, that I wrote with entirely too many characters, entirely too many locations, Um, (laughs) I was just like shooting for the win, just like, let's, let's write it. Let's do it. It was like seven episodes. It's still on my computer. I had a reading. Um, but it was, it was just too ambitious for me at the time. And I was just like, okay, what can I actually do right now?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: I can get me and my co-host Marcus, um, in front of a camera and we can, And we have fun chemistry and but and like we can talk about this industry with both an educational but also entertainment sort of um approach Mm -hmm. and that's how it started um we would have little topics like we would do an episode about auditioning we would do an episode about um regional theater we do an episode about um educational theater and like doing shows in school and all of that stuff. Um, we just started doing um subjects at first and then we started inviting guests in and maybe a guest had a specific um uh angle on something that we wanted to talk to talk about, or sometimes we just had the guest on the, you know, we just did the show.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that was um something that we did as well, and I thought it was helpful and just like having a different energy in the room and like it's nice sometimes to just see where things go rather than have a specific approach of like we're going to talk about this today
0: right Mm -hmm. right and just see yeah yeah
1: and so yeah we've been doing that since we did our first episode late 2017 Mm -hmm. and so that has been a pretty much a regular thing up until the pandemic we um did one episode um, via the Zoom on the pandemic. I My sound skills were not quite up to the level as I wanted them to be at mm-hmm. the time. So I'm, I'm not super proud of that one pandemic episode we've done. Hopefully the next one we do, fingers crossed, will be a little bit better sound-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how it's been going. We've had some wonderful guests. We've had Danielle Fulton. We've had, um, oh goodness, Deontay Warren and Aviance Hoyles, just these wonderful, brilliant performers. And um, yeah, and it's been wonderful because I, I I knew these people before, but it was also wonderful to get a little bit more of their experience and how they felt about, you know, experiences that they've had in the industry.
0: Yeah. And really just sit down with them and just talk, you yeah. know, like yeah. have a conversation. Absolutely. So, okay. So that's one pivot. So you ha- your first pivot was yoga mm-hmm. and your second pivot was... Take the stairs. And now, mm-hmm. mind you, you're still auditioning. It's not like, you're, oh, yes. it's like, oh, I'm leaving auditioning alone or I'm leaving my acting career alone. Correct. This pivot is just helping me either audition for my acting career or helping my acting career or make, you know, helping me with my creative juices and all of that.
1: Yeah, it's just it's I, I needed something to do in in between, because just because I'm not on somebody's stage or in somebody's show doesn't mean I'm I stop being a creative person.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm
1: and i had to have something to do and like somewhere to put those energies because it became a little bit too much for my only outlets to be those 16 bars or those um you know 90 seconds you have for your monologue or whatever mm mm-hmm. when that's the only outlet in these people who's you know it's their job to be there but you know it's not like they're an audience in in the way that we normal we would hope to have an an audience audience, you know when it's like yeah. that, yeah. And those are your only outlets; those are the only times that you actually get to do what you came here to do or you trained to do. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. me, it was a little soul sucking, and that I needed to have other things.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that James, you bring up an amazing mm-hmm. point. That's actually one of the reasons uplifted artists came into existence is because I had um, an experience like that where I guess I, I wasn't really recognizing it or I chose to ignore it that like that it's just that, that 16 bars and that was my only outlet which looking back it was I was holding myself back up from all of the you know documents like you said on your computer of like creative things I had a whole bunch of stuff sitting that I was mm-hmm. like oh you know the imposter syndrome kicked in yeah. You know, I who, who am I to think that I can do this or do, yeah. you know? So it was that 16 Bars was my only outlet too. And I had an audition once where I did my 16 Bars, did my monologue and the musical director, she was like, can you indulge me and do your whole song? I was like, yes, yes, I can. <laughs> and I did it. And she was like, you are more than sixteen bars. Like you need to be experienced in more than sixteen bars. Like don't don't forget that you're more than sixteen bars. And I remember leaving that audition cry. Like well, Jesus. I didn't leave the audition crying, uh-huh. but I walked out of the audition room and then mm-hmm. went into the dressing room and ugly cried. Yeah. Yep. And it was like, you're right. I am like, I forgot all of these years yes. in the business. And I forgot that I was more than 16 bars because it was just a, okay, next audition. Here we go. What do you need? 16 bars of what? Pop rock, R&B, what you need? Okay. Be? Yeah, yeah. And so that feeling of like, I felt, you know, seen and heard and like, a proud of myself. Mm-hmm. That was like, I want every artist to feel that way. You know, I felt uplifted at the end of that because she was like, you're more than 16 bars, You know, and so, James, you're not the only one who has felt like, oh, like I need another outlet than these 16 bars that I I get to sing for this audition that I might not even book. Yeah. Yeah. So I completely feel you on that. What would you say is your pivot right now?
1: Right now, it's been just kind of a full kind of deep dive into content creation and, okay, what is my angle for it? What do I want to do? Mm -hmm. And... I know I do want to write and perform and record my own music and like that's been something I was doing for most of the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um it'll be coming soon all those hey. things wonderful. Yes. <laughs> um but uh yeah, that's something I also want to do. I've also been interested in diving deeper into the creative process and how that works and that's been what a lot of my content has been focused on because this time has brought other things out of me. And I'm realizing that, oh, I panic when I see that empty caption screen on Instagram before I post like some pictures that I've taken or a video that I've created.
2: Mm -hmm. I
1: panic when I see that, oh, description when you you post the YouTube video. I panic whenever it comes time to express what I have created or put together And put that into words, Mm, mm -hmm. but that's a very important step in, in that process. So just overcoming that fear of actually writing things down and expressing my ideas and putting them into words because, you know, for so long things were, you know, rejected or misunderstood or people didn't get it. Or people were just like, you're wasting your time with this. Don't write a web series about this. That's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. A "Quote unquote," friend said that to me to my face. Ooh. um I hope I you my, are not
0: friends with them anymore.
1: After I told them my idea about my web series, um, they were just like, "Oh, don't write a series about that." And I was like, "Well, it's it's written, baby." <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs>
1: uh, side note, but um, all of those things are still up there. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but sometimes those scenes, those memories you'll just replay and it's just like, oh goodness, now I have to write something. Oh, you know, are people gonna get it? Are people gonna care? And to a certain extent, I know that I have to push aside the thought of people caring. Billy Porter says this all the time. Don't wait around for permission to practice your art. You have to be practicing even when people aren't listening and most of the time they are not. Mm. and so i know for me i always have to put the blinders up and just say this was important enough for me to create so let's put on the big boy pants write something down try to be genuine try to be authentic and let the rest fall where it may right yeah
0: i mean yes i'm still sitting here with that quote you just said it's like Mm -hmm. yes billy is right like that's what it is and if you think about it, like a lot of the stuff that's been created, let's even talk about Issa Rae for a hot second. She oh was my like goodness. Oh, so y'all not to pay attention to me? That's fine. I'm gonna do it myself. Mm-hmm. And now they're nominated for Emmys. Absolutely. Like, you know, it is that yes. whole you might not get it or you might even be like, oh that's silly. Don't write a web series about that. Okay, that's cute. I'm this is still what I want to write. This is still what I want to do. And if you know like no, this is what, this is for me, then do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'd actually probably be surprised how many people like it and like, oh my God, that's a brilliant idea.
1: Yeah. And even if it was like maybe something that had been done before, it hadn't been done by me. Hello, Okay. It hadn't been done by someone who'd had my experience and my take on it.
0: Exactly. exactly. You know? I was talking to a friend the other day. I had said, honey, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm just out here trying to redecorate it. Mm-hmm. You know? We can all have podcasts or we can all oh, have yeah. YouTube channels or we can all have all of these things, yes. but you're not going to do it like me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the beauty. I'm no. not You're not going to do it like me. I'm not going to do it like you. Absolutely. And there it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is getting out of
2: mm-hmm.
0: imposter syndrome. It is getting out of our own heads, out of the doubt and the yeah. fear and the, like, you know, okay, I'm going to jump off the cliff. I'm going to do it. Got your parachute. You got your thing mm-hmm. you checked. You crossed your T's. You dotted your I's. Like, okay, I can do this. Okay, I'm going to jump off the cliff. Yes. And then you jump and you realize it was a two-inch sidewalk. <laughs> And you're like, I had all this anxiety for that. I should have done this years ago. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're human. So there's that. I would also ask you, in quarantine, what are you doing for yourself? Would you say that in your content creation that is also helping your mental state as well with everything that's going on? Or is there something else that you're like turning more to yoga or meditation or just, I'm not going to get up until 10 a.m. My phone is on do not disturb. Like, that's that's how I'm going to start the day, you know?
1: It's been, I don't want to say, it's kind of been a little bit of everything. It has been definitely a lot more quiet time, a lot more yoga. It's been reconnecting and with family and friends. It's been just taking walks. And I think to answer a part of your question as well, yes, part of the content creation has helped because... I when I got because I wound up getting a camera, an actual dedicated camera that wasn't Mm -hmm. my phone, and I haven't had an actual dedicated camera in my hands for nearly eight years. And I had, from the time I was like four, had always had one, and that and just like almost seeing the world through a an an actual lens. Part in the pun, what again was just like, oh, this feels right. This is part of who I am and what I do that I haven't had for Mm -hmm. a long time.
0: Because the pandemic has forced our industry to basically shut down. What do you hope that our industry will learn and try to correct as well from this pandemic and us having to shut down and really think about what's been happening behind the scenes?
1: Yeah, I just really hope people are valued for their full contribution Mm -hmm. Um, and not just seen as props or maybe one particular piece of their skill set that you need for these, you know, last 16 bars with this big production mm-hmm. number. And then she's like, "Okay, we're it's nice that we had you there. You can go back and be in the back third from the left now mm-hmm. for the rest of the show." And that's the only time you see maybe the person of color mm-hmm. in the show showcased. I just really hope there's just more opportunity to have different perspectives seen in a three-dimensional humanized way instead of always the caricatures that we often will see with the uh the characters of color particularly mm-hmm. the black characters in in a mm-hmm. lot of these shows
0: right mm-hmm. and i know one thing and you you might feel the same way too is i hope that all black shows are now given the chance to be directed by black creative teams
1: yes And I and I get that there are certain instances where people, you know, will defer and like understand like when it comes to situations that that they may not have all the knowledge on, they may defer to the Mm cast or defer to other people around them. But then it's just like that's not the cast, right? It's not the actor's job. It's not the cast's job to. I don't want to say do the dramaturgical work for you, but like that's kind of what you're asking them to do in certain situations when you're, when you may not be familiar with a certain viewpoint or a certain experience or what it means when someone does this in a, in a, all, in a room of all black people. And you ask Mm -hmm. the cast to like basically inform that into the scene more than the scope of their, their job. And then, you know, you have that experience where even if you do, give them that insight and give them that piece and give them that um you paint that picture for them what if it's brushed aside and like eh, I want to do it this way and it's like oh but
2: mm-hmm.
1: we've just told you that that would never happen like this but okay okay I'm just here to get paid though you know and then that's when people
2: mm-hmm.
1: don't fully bring themselves to the piece right because it's just like oh well even if I express myself you know You just want me to stand on six. So I'm just going to stand on six. And, you know, next time you need an idea, I'm just going to be here. I'm just going to be on six. (laughs) Thank you.
0: right. I'll be on six. Thank you. Thank you. And it's that that I think the industry learns. But not even industry. I'm just thinking about, you know, our industry, but other industries, too. I'm sure there are corporate instances where people of color in the room are like, well, you did ask for an idea and I gave it to you because you asked for. An opinion of a person of color or a black person or a Latino or an Asian, what if it was a specific, you know, what do you guys think that this would, okay, so I gave you the opinion.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, but now you're going to disregard it? But you, you asked me for it yes. because you knew that is my story, that that was my experience. I have been living life experienced mm-hmm. in this body that is labeled as this. So you asked for my opinion, Uh but then you're going to disregard it. (laughs) Okay. Right. I'm going to sit back down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When's lunch? When's my check? You know, like,
0: right. When's lunch? When is check cash? Okay, great. Oh, here, here's to the change, you know, and not just hope because it's yes, you, you know, we Mm -hmm. do need to hope that the industry changes, but we also have to be the change. And so I know that, you know, with your content creation and with your music and even your yoga, when you show up as a yoga teacher, You are a part of the change. I hope so.
1: I'm trying. (laughs) You are,
0: James. I am affirming you right now. You are.
1: Thank you. I am. You
0: are. I am. And that also reminds me of, actually, your nieces. (laughs) Your nieces, (laughs) who I adore. Haven't seen them in a couple years, but I I look at that picture of us all the time. And they are actually I would probably say the second story as to why I created Uplifted Artist. Aww. And yeah, yeah, they are. Tell them they are. <laughs> and it's because of the representation of being the representation, you know, when we did our show together and they came to see it. Yeah. Um, I was it was my first leading role. Actually, I remember your niece coming to me like I, I walked out the stage door to actually greet my family. And I remember just this like you know, something hugging my leg. And mm-hmm. I was like, what, 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 What? huh? And I looked down and there's this adorable, adorable Aww. little black baby Aww. just hugging my leg. I was like, who are you? Whose are you? <laughs> Where did you come from? Oh, and she like runs off. Aww. And I'm like, wait, 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 okay, y'all, hold on. Give me a second. I got to follow the baby.
2: <laughs> just
0: Where's she going? So, you know, she runs back and they're calling her name and they're like, we swear we did not tell her oh. to come to you. She just saw you oh. and ran to you. Oh and I was goodness. like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I bent down and to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And that's the picture we have, that yes. it's of me and them talking. Yeah. And I just remember um, the youngest one, like, stroking my arm, kind of like, I guess, to me, it seemed like, are you real? You know, like kind of stroking like, oh, you're real. Uh And then I remember her touching my eyelashes and like, (laughs) like just, I was letting her just play. I was like, yeah, just play. And I remember telling my aunt about this and she Mm -hmm. was like, you know what that means? I was like, or what that was about. I was like, yeah, you know, they saw me in the show. I remember seeing them in the audience, like two little black girls in the front row. And I remember that because I was so tired that day. Uh-huh. I was like, Lord, give me the strength to do this show. Amen. And I remember seeing your nieces. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm doing this show for the, these two oh. little black girls who are sitting in the front row. Oh. And mind you, I didn't know they were your nieces uh-huh. then it was yeah. after the show.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And so my aunt was like, no, 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 Ayana, That's not it. She's like, Ayana. You look like her. Like she's only two years old, so she's only gonna take in so much of the show. But yeah. what she took in from sitting in that front row was that you look like her and you were on the stage 90% of the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what that's about, Ayana. It's bigger than you. And of course, you know me, I was like, oh my God, ugly <laughs> cry, just start bawling. <laughs> you know, oh, and Lord. but it's that, that it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is bigger than me and I am also the representation. Absolutely, and so I can't be afraid to be out there. So yeah, thank your nieces because oh. they are a part of why my company exists, Uplifted yes. Artists. Because yeah, I'll never and I have that picture, so I'll never, oh. never forget that moment. I don't think
1: they will either. I think they. It's definitely been a thing because even um, going back to my youngest niece as well. Um, when she went to what did she go to see? She went to see Swan Lake at Nashville Ballet. Mm-hmm. just dressed up full i think she was full black swan geese to go to the show
0: yes uh,
1: and there on. was and there was a black ballerina in the <sighs> lead role that night yes. when they saw yes. it and so like she went backstage got all the pictures and like one of her dance teachers is also in Nashville Ballet, so my sister, her mom, had like arranged. Can we come backstage and get a picture with mm-hmm, the um mm-hmm. the, the the leading ballerina? And they got mm-hmm. they got the pictures, and it was all up on Nashville's um ballet social media, and just like, just because of the representation, i like, I know that impacts her when she sees that. Like, mm-hmm. we will sit at home and just watch Misty Copeland videos mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because like she recognizes that.
0: Right. Uh
2: huh. Right. Oh, yeah. I love it. I
0: love it. I love it. Um, so James, I uh-huh. just want to say thank you so much. Thank of course. you for opening yourself. Thank you for sharing your story of course and your pivots mm-hmm. and how you're adapting. Yeah. And the last thing that I need to say to you mm-hmm. is I acknowledge you, I celebrate you, and I uplift you. Thank you. You are so very welcome, my friend. James, thank you so much for sharing, and I want to highlight a few things. First, knowing that something may have already been done before, but it hasn't been done by you. And second, downtime-proofing yourself with something you love, so it doesn't feel like downtime. Thank you again, James, and thank you for tuning in. I'll speak to you soon.